0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good God. Today is another awesome, wonderful day. How many of you know that today is the day that the Lord has made? And I don't know about you, but I am still glad that I'm alive living in it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to my morning podcast. This is Arthur Pearlie Martin with biblical principles for daily, for inner. Healing. How many of you know that we need to be healed? We got to be whole. Our soul has to be whole. Our heart has to be pure so that our ministry to others will be sincere. How many of you know that? Because God look at the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God is saying, look, I'm looking on the inside. Today, you know, you know, I got to know. You know, I always drop in because I got to know. I got to know. I asked the question, now What? Do you know how to do what you know? I got to know. I got to know. This is going to be good because we're getting ready to dig into this. You know, um, we got to know how to do what we know in order to bring forth good fruit. Let's join in together. Come on. Let's sup. Let's fellowship. Let's reason together. We're getting ready to dig in. Again, this is Dr. Pearly Martin. Thank you guys for joining in. Please share this podcast. We got to know how to do what we know in order to bring fruit, God good fruit, in order for it to manifest in our daily lives. You know what? I'm not going to be before you long. I always say that, but it's really whatever the Lord say. I'm going to start with uh, James 1 and 22. But first, I want to ask the questions. I got to know. I got to know. Now that we shouted about it, Now that we read about it, now that we done ran the the building because we heard about it, uh, now, what are we going to do about it? (laughs) Uh, What are we going to do about what we know? What are we going to do with that sermon that we heard Sunday? What are we going to do with that Facebook Live we heard today? What are we going to do about that YouTube video we listened to? What are we going to do? What are we going to do about it? It's not just enough to know. What are we going to do? It's so important that when we hear the word of God, that we're quick to act on the word of God. Because how many of you guys know that Satan is coming to steal the word? The parable of the sword tells us immediately after the seed is sown, Satan comes to try to steal the word. That's what he's coming for. The devil is coming to steal the word. Why is this? Because the word of God is our weapon of warfare. And when he can steal the word, it leaves us defenseless against him. Um, This is why, you know, it's so important that the condition of our heart determines how we receive the word of God. Go back and read the parable of the sword. I think it's Matthew 13. Um, Take some time out, please, to read the parable of the sword. It's going to give us a more in-depth study of the condition of our heart. There's no condemnation, um, but it gives us a chance to repent if we don't have good ground heart, because without good soil, we can't bring forth good fruit, right? Uh, our seed is like a fresh pot of soil, and the word of God is a seed that's being sown into our hearts. How many of you know that nothing, uh, nothing can happen without a seed being sown? Nothing can happen without a seed being sown. So when we're sitting up on church Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Tuesday, listening to the Word wherever, Facebook Live, whatever, wherever we're reading the Word, studying the Word, hearing the Word, after we finished all of that, then we have to find the action verb. It's so important that we're doers of the Word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. James one and twenty two. I'm going to read the Amplified Bible because it goes, in, it goes into more details. It says, but prove yourself doers of the word, actively and continually obeying God's precept, and not mere, merely hearers, listeners, who hear the word but fail to in- internalize its meaning, deluding yourself by unsound reasoning contrary to the truth. Okay, um, let's read the New King James Version. It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. Um, Matthew 7, 24 tells us, he said, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and act on them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock, right? So when we um, hear the word and we act on the word, that's how we're built. That's how we build. Because faith, remember, faith without works is dead when we hear the word listen for the verb that's if it's the word if we hear a word and we can't find anything in it to do we can't find nothing to do with it then we gotta go back and say hey lord what do you want me to do here sometimes it's just a word where we just gotta believe you know especially when it comes to our family members and our loved ones you know, really, we have to believe or we have to walk in love or we have to be the light. What is that word? What? Go back and listen to that word that you read yesterday. I'm praying that everyone is in the word by now and they're just not living off of Sunday sermons or Wednesday Bible studies or, you know, our, our other people's sermons. I'm praying that there's no condemnation. Hold on. Hold on. You know, the same way we got to eat in the natural, we got to eat in the spiritual. And you know what? I'm going to ask you today. I'm going to ask you, you know, maybe we haven't gotten to it yet, but I want to ask you, what have you ate? And I'm not talking about natural food. I'm I'm talking about, yes, I'm here to pull us out of that place of complacency. I am here. You know, the word of God is sharp. And, you know, and I want it the same, same way it sticks me. I want it to stick you because we cannot fall asleep. We cannot fall asleep. We cannot fall asleep. We must stay sober. We must stay alert and we must stay diligent. We can't just let the pastors plow. We can't just let the teachers teach. But we have to get in that word and fix our own meals. The word of God has got to be alive in our lives. Okay, so now what? Now what? That's the question I came to ask. Now, what are you going to do with what we heard? What what are we going to do with that word? You know, we shout and we say, oh, we had an awesome time today. And then someone say, well, what was it about? And you say, I don't know. You know what has happened? One or two things. Either it wasn't the word of God that they were preaching or the devil came and stole it. One or two things have happened. And, and another thing, and like I said, the only way the devil's able to steal the word is because the condition of our heart. When the word of God is planted in good seed in good ground, remember the parable of the sword, The heart that's pure, the heart that's seeking God, the heart that wants the things of God, the heart that's obedient to God—that's good ground. If the word, if it's a word from the Lord, and, and it comes forth, because when a person whose heart is pure towards the Lord, they are doers of the word. They are, you know how you have different children and some is really obedient. As soon as you tell them to do something, they do it. You don't have to worry about them not doing what you say because you know they're going to do what you say. And that's the same way here with the word. When the word comes forth, if it's the word and if it's anointed and if, if, um, if it's a word released in faith, then if it's the father speaking because he said, my sheep know my voice, Then, if we're His children, because those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, right? We are obedient when we're obeying God's word. That's how we're being led by His Spirit. Okay, so you know those. that not that what we try to teach our kids how to be obedient to our words? You know, because we're trying to lead them and guide them and direct them in the right way, not the wrong way. You know, we're trying to lead them and guide them into things that's going to help them and not hurt them. And that's what our Father is. You know, we say Psalms 23 all the time: "The Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not what." But are we? My question is, is: Are we allowing the Lord to shepherd us? He He, he leads me beside the still water. He leads me. To, uh he, he leads me into green pasture. He leads me beside still water. Right. So are we following him? Are we following the lead of the shepherd? And I'm not talking about a person. I'm not talking about the pastor at the church. I'm talking about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. When we don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we can become people led and not spirit led. And then that's why we see people, you know, we're jumping on these bandwagons Because we're kind of like just doing what everybody else is doing. We're not even consulting with the father to see if that's what he said. We're just doing it because everybody else is doing it. But in every area in our lives, we should be spirit led. We should be listening to the spirit of the living God. Because just because something was okay for you to do might not be okay for this other person to do. How many of you know that God has our best interest at heart? The Lord is my shepherd, we say in Psalms 23. Will you allow? Is the Lord shepherding you? Now that you heard, now what? What are you doing with what you know? Or my next question is, do you even know how to do what you know? But if we look for the verb, when we hear the word, look for the verb. Because the verb is the action word. That verb in that verse is going to tell you what to do. He says, therefore, Matthew 7, 20, um, Matthew 7, 24, therefore, I'm going to read it again. Everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So if we're just hearing the word and we're not acting on the word. Then we're like the foolish man who's building this house on the sand. We're not like the wise man. He said act, A-C-T, doers. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, James 1, says, be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. The greatest deception is self-deception. And that's where religion comes in. That's where that form of godliness comes in. We hear the word, but then we're not doers of the word. But we're just knowers of the word. The Bible say knowledge puffs up, but love is going to build up. And to be doers of the word is not just in that building. You're not just doers of the word in that building. We're doers of the word everywhere we go because we're called to be disciples of Jesus Christ. We're called to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We're called to be ministers of reconciliators. How many of you know that Jesus wants to meet some people? But how many of you know that God used people to meet other people? Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. In the same way that the devil wants to use a body to manifest his works of the flesh from Galatians 19 through 21, read that, the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh is the manifestations of, of, of demonic activity. This is where we yield our members to him and we allow him to operate through us. And the fruits of the spirit is the fruits of the Holy Spirit, the characteristics of Christ. This is when we allow him to um, operate through us. But when we walk in love, the fruits of the spirit will be manifested in our lives. How many of you know that? Because the devil can pretend to be kind, but the devil can pretend to be patient too, because in order to get what he wants, but the devil cannot love. How many of you know that the devil cannot love? He can pretend to be kind because he he transform himself into an angel light. He can be gentle. He can be patient. Why can he be all these things? Because he has a no hidden agenda. But one thing the devil cannot copy, he cannot pretend to love because love is opposite to who the liar and the deceiver is. I'm sorry about that. One moment, please. I forgot to turn my uh, do not disturb on one minute. Sorry about that. Um, But one thing the devil cannot do is he cannot operate or walk in love. So he said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. So um, it's not the knower of the word that's blessed. It's the doer of the word. That's blessed. For it is not the hearer of the law who who are righteous before God, but it's the doer of the law who will be declared righteous before the Lord. Romans 2 and uh, 13. What good is it, brother, if someone claims to have faith but has no deed? Can such faith save him? No, because faith without works is dead. James 2 and 14 said, what good is it, brother, if someone claims to have faith? If someone claims to know all these scriptures, if someone claims to know what God's words say, but then we don't act on what it says, because if we don't act on what the word of God says, we're not going to manifest fruit in our lives. And how many of you know that the Bible tells us that it brings the Father great pleasure when we bring forth fruit, it can bring God great uh, pre- oh, excuse me pleasure. When we bring forth fruit, are you being fruitful? I did a a, a Bible study on that um, the other day. Are we being fruitful? This uh, John fifteen eight says, "This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit." It brings glory to God when we bring forth fruit. Why is this? Because when we bring forth fruit, people are allowed to see the manifest, the expression. They're allowed to see God's word manifested in the earth. The earth is tra- travailing, waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. People will see God through us. This is how they're going to see him, through, by the love that we have for one another. Because when we love people, we're going to be kind. We're going to be gentle. We're going to be long-suffering. We're going to be patient. All of those fruits are going to come out of love. But we have to let patience have its perfect work also. Because without patience, we're not going to be able to be kind. We're not going to be able to be lovely. We're not going to be able to be gentle. You see how that works? But Christ wants to meet someone. When is the last time you introduce Christ to someone? Oh, on, wait a minute. There is no condemnation in it. I'm just trying to make us God-conscious that that is my that is part of my call that is part of my that is part of my part in the body of Christ is to bring make sure that we are aware of who Christ is because like sheep it's easy to go astray and start chasing in after other things it's not about us chasing behind people okay it's about us being led by the spirit of God and if we're being properly developed we'll learn how to have a relationship outside of the building because relationships It's personal time, us spending personal time in the presence of the Lord, not just so we can get to know some stuff, but so God can change our lives individually. So we can become walking epistles. We are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. All of us is called to do this. I don't care what your title is. We're all called to be ambassadors, his representatives in the earth. We're all called to be ministers or reconciliators. Our part is to reconcile people back to the Father. So it's not about trying to get them to come to a building. It's trying to get them to come to the body. We're not trying to build a building. We're trying to build the body. Because God is the one that adds to the building as he's he's the one to add to the body as he sees fit. So our part is to uh, proclaim the gospel, proclaim the good news. He that when his souls is wise. How many of you know that? And we're all called to do that in one way or another. One plant, one water, and God calls it to grow. You might be the planter. Someone else might be the water, And God might use someone else to lead them to the Lord. Or they might just have, you know, he himself, you know, uh, might just have a God encounter. And just accept them at home or whatever. But how can they hear unless a preacher be sent? Right? How can they hear? unless a preacher be sent. He that winneth souls is wise. So when we're out and about at these stores, wherever, ask the Lord for wisdom to win souls. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to heaven. Like I said yesterday, the other day, everything that we own is on lease. We ain't taking none of this stuff with us. Life does not consist in the abundance of things. The thing that brings glory to God is he that winneth souls is wise. If we want wisdom, if we want to be wise, become a soul winner. Because that's what it's all about. The purpose of the gifts is to minister, is to give to other people. Everything that God gives us is to give to others. And so if we want to grow in the gifts and wants to grow in the calling, the more that we do, you know, even what he, God will give him more. If when we're faithful over a little, God will give us more. Remember the story of the, ta- the parable of the talents and uh, the, the uh, gifts and the talents? How God multiplied the ones that went out and invested it in others? When we invest what God has given us into others, he'll give us more. It's not about being a churchgoer. It's about being a disciple of Jesus Christ. After we've heard the word, now what? What are you going to do with what you heard? And when we come out and we can't remember what it was about, that's not a good thing. Because now we can't do what we heard, right? And that's what the devil wants to do. So um, we need to always live a lifestyle of expectancy. Today I'm up. And I'm expecting some good things to happen to me because of the God that I serve who's good. This is why I say keep looking for the good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day. God's goodness and mercy is following us again today. Are you expecting something good? You shouldn't have to just go to a building to get a word from the Lord. I'm going Sunday so I can get a word. Why you can't get a word where you at? It's about relationship, relationship, relationship. It's not about religion. It's not about having to depend on other people to get what you need from God. Sometimes it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. If the only time you can get a word from the Lord is when you're in a building. If the only time you can get a word is when you're listening to someone else, there's no condemnation because God gave us the fivefold ministry. But what I'm I'm trying to pull us into, I'm trying to help us to understand that we need our own personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, they that believe can lay hands on the sick. It's not just the people at the altar that can lay hands. If you are a believer, are you believing God? And it's not just in the building. When someone say, can you pray for me? Why not pray for them in that grocery store? Why not pray for them right there on that phone? Why not pray for them right there? Say your prayer on Facebook instead of doing these praying hands. Come on, we're called to be doers of the word. The purpose of going to the building is if, if you if the uh, if the body is operating correctly, because honestly speaking, a church is not a church until the fivefold ministry has been established. Come on now. He said, I set in the church, the apostle, the prophet, the pastor, the preacher, the teacher. A lot of times you don't see those gifts in operation. We have a building and a body and no Bible study. Where's the teacher? We can't just live off of preaching. We need some teaching because we have to be doers. And even, you know, we we need instruction. The purpose of the five-fold ministry is to prepare and equip the body for the work of the ministry. This is why the babies, uh, people aren't growing. If we're not being taught, and even when we're being taught, we got to know how to do what we know. Otherwise, all we're doing is walking around in deception. Didn't he say it's better not to know than to know and not follow because the one that knows and don't do it, he going to be beaten with many stripes. The, you know, the word of God says my people are destroyed. One translation say because of a lack of knowledge. NLT said because they don't know me. How many of you know we can know about God and not know God? It's in our personal time with the Lord that our character and things like that is going to be developed. We have to spend time with God for the fruits, you know, for our character to be developed. We have to have character to go with the call. He did not call us to build, make church members. He called us to make disciples. He called us to make disciples, not church members. He calls us. When we accept Jesus Christ, we become a part of the body. That's we become we, we're, we're many members, but one body. We've been all baptized into the same body, in, um, by the same Spirit. So, when we accept Jesus Christ, we become part of the body. But when we, um, if when, when we're in, when we're properly positioned, if you're in a in a, in a uh, in a building up under leadership, and they're teaching, they should be developing you and teaching you why so that you can be launched out. How many of you know the healthy bodies give a birth to babies? If no ministries are being birthed, that's not a healthy body. Because if if, if when the five-fold is operating correctly, it should be prepared. Ministries should be given birth out from that body. A healthy physical body gives birth to babies. When people are properly being prepared and equipped, as people are becoming properly prepared and equipped by the word of God, then they should be, as they grow, they should be coming into the knowledge of who they are. They should be able to be able to recognize their gifts, know what they're good at. You know, things like this. We're not called, we're called to be, uh, to make disciples. And if we're not properly being discipled, that means we're not going to be growing. And in order to be led by the Spirit of God, we have to have a relationship with God. You're not going to re- develop a relationship with God if the only time you spend with Him is on a Sunday service. Because a lot of times, honestly speaking, there's not a lot of teaching going on on Sunday. Let's, we have a lot of entertainment. Unless you are at a really good teaching church, you're not, well, even with that, you still can't nothing take, like I said the other day, can't nothing take the personal time, our personal time with the Lord. I I have to develop my own personal relationship with my husband. You know, family members and friends, you know, when you first get with someone, they tell you stuff about them and all that, and that's good. But that cannot take the place of me spending quality time with my husband. That cannot take the place of me spending quality time with my kids. I'm going to have to pick up a phone and call them and talk to them my, myself. Are we spent? now what? Now that the music has stopped. Now that the shouting is over. Now that we're not running. Is that the only time we shout? Is in the building? You know, I said, hold oh, on, wait a minute. There is no condemnation. I'm talking about coming back to your first love. I'm talking about sitting down and spending time with your father. I'm talking about sitting down, spending time with your spouse. Up, oh, sit, sitting down, spending time with your children. People can't get to know you if you don't spend time with them. And God, you can't get to know God because God already knows us. We can't get to know God unless we sit down and spend some quiet time with him. Can't nothing take the place. Nothing. Do you love God like God loves you? Can't nothing take the place. Be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. And so Jesus said unto the Jews in 831, if you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. Right? He said, if you, he, he spoke to those that believe. He says so he said to the Jews who had believed on him, "If you continue in my word, you are my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free." What is it that the truth is going to set us free? You guys know this is one of my favorite Bible verses. Excuse me, so, excuse me. John 8:31, NLT. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, "You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings." Wow. That broke it down a little bit more, didn't it? He said, if you remain faithful to my teachings, you are truly my disciples. What is he saying? We got to be doers of his word. Then Jesus said, New King James Version. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. Anyone who runs ahead without remaining in the teachings of Christ does not have God. Whoever remains in his teaching has both the father and the son. Second John 1 and 9. We have to be doers of the Word. Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Now what? Do you know how to do what you know? I have to ask that. This is why teaching is so important. If we we don't have teaching, if all we have is preaching and we don't have teachers... We're gonna have a bunch of babies that's excited about what they just heard and not know how to do what they just heard. If in fact, it is the word. It's so important. It's so important. It's so important. that we And you know, and that's, I mean, coming against that spirit of religion in Jesus' name. What does that mean? God is going to fix it. What does that mean? God is going to do it. What does that mean? Let's start with these religious jargons. Yes, I'm coming for that religious spirit in the name of Jesus, because that is one of the greatest deception. We know the word, but we're not doing what it says. There's no condemnation. There is absolutely none whatsoever, because God knows what we know and he knows what we don't know. And he is a loving father. But all I'm saying is go back to that. Whether you listen to it on YouTube, go back and listen to it again. If it was a good teaching, see what you can get out of it. Hear what it said and then say, Lord, show me how to do what you said. He said, you said, if all I have to do is just ask for wisdom and you would give it to me. How many of you know that God wants us to be able to do what we know? Because we know a lot of stuff. But he said, be doers of the word and not hearers only, lest we deceive ourselves. He said, it's the wise man that when he hears the word, he goes and acts on it. He's the one that's building this house on the foundation. How many of you know that when we know the word and we're not acting on it, I'm talking about everything that we hear. I'm saying we can't can't just love our sisters and brothers, but we got to love our spouse. We got to love that husband. We got to love those children. We got to love those people that don't love us. This is what God says. We don't get to pick and choose what we want to do. The word of God is not a buffet his word is his command in that in that what we try to teach our kids relationship 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 this is why Jesus said we must come to him as a child because children understand that they're not in charge that they have to do what their Abba father says and it has nothing to do with what you feel when your parents say okay it's bedtime you have to go to bed It has nothing to do with mama, I don't feel like it. It doesn't matter what you feel like. I'm telling you, you got to go to bed. And God is saying, I'm telling you, you got to love that spouse. It doesn't matter how they act. It has nothing to do with what they act. said. This is why the Bible tells us in Colossians, whatever we do in word or deed, he tells us to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to love those children. You got to love your enemies. It has nothing to do with what you feel. When we are disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're going to be spirit-led and not people-led. And we're going to say things like, well, let me pray about it first. You know why? Because I need to know what my father is saying. Maybe he wants me to just sit down and be still today. And that's okay. Because if we're properly developing people, that's what we want. We want to teach people how to hear from God for themselves. This pandemic was the greatest test of all. Because now we have to fix our own meals. But some of us, we can't live off Facebook alone. We can't live off YouTube alone. We can't live off Sunday services alone. We can't live off Wednesday. No, we're going to have to get in there. And we're going to have to develop our own. In order for Christ to be real. If we want a revelation. Let me ask you this. No condemnation. None whatsoever. This is a teacher moment. Do you have a revelation of Jesus Christ? Because when we don't have a revelation of Him, He's not going to be real to us. When we don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ, He's not going to be real to us. So ask the Father to reveal His Son to you. This is why the Bible is born to so many people. Because they don't have a revelation of Jesus Christ. Remember what Jesus told Peter? He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. But my Father, which is in heaven, Is Jesus real to you? Because when Jesus is real to us, that's when we can develop a real relationship with him. And when Jesus is real to us, did God really tell you to do all that stuff? Are we being spirit led or flesh led? Are we being spirit led or people led? And until until we get delivered from the people, we're going to be... As long as we're people pleasers, we're not being spirit-led. We're being people-led. There's no condemnation. All that means is we got to maybe shut down some stuff and get in his presence and seek his face and say, Lord, I know what they said. I know what they want. But Lord, I need to know what is it you want? What is it you're saying to me, Father? Because Psalm says those Who feared the Lord, he'll make his covenant known to them. How many of you know that when we have reverence for God, respect for God, honor for him, that he will let us in on some inside secrets. He will let us in on the mysteries of God. He said, I I, I don't even call you a servant anymore. I call you a friend. We friends. Are you a friend of God? When we become friends of God, he'll let us in on some stuff. He said, because a servant does not know the father's business, but a friend does. Are you a friend of God? We talked about that the other day, right? Abraham was a friend of God because he trusts God, because he believed God. Are you a friend of God? Now what? Now that the music has stopped, now that the you know, what are we gonna do with what we learned? What are we gonna do with what we heard? Never never listen to a word and not do what it says. Because when we hear a word and we don't do what it says, that's when we become deceived. Be you doers of the word and not hearers only, lest you deceive yourself. It's kinda like you telling your kids to go watch dishes and they heard what you said. But until they go and do what you said. Delayed obedience is disobedience. And they're thinking because at least they thought about it. At least I heard them. At least I acknowledged them by saying yes. They're thinking that's okay, but the Holy Spirit is here to pull us out of our place of complacency. Are we walking in love? And I'm not just talking about the people in the building. I'm not just talking about um, the people that, you know, that like us. But can you love the unlovable? Because God's love, agape love is unconditional. It's not a feeling. God's love is an action. How many of you know that? God's wor- love is an action word. God, Agape love is an action verb. Remember, when you, he, when you get a word, look for the verb. What's the verb in that word? Listen, let's pay attention. And let's make sure that we're getting the word and not the f- philosophies. And the opinion of people. Because the only thing that's going to change our life, because the word of God is the power of God. The, the Bible tells us, it teaches us, it says the word of God is the power of God. Right? Unto salvation. The word of God is the power of God. Romans 1:16. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1:16. Let's see what the English standard says. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jews first and also to the Greeks. If anyone, Mark eight thirty uh, eight says, if anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the son of man will also be ashamed of him. When he comes in his father's glory with his angels. It's like Jesus said, if you confess me before men, I'll confess you before my father. But if you deny me before men, I'll deny you before your father. So how are we confessing Christ and denying Christ? I know that we're just thinking that it's us saying that we believe in Jesus. But no, how many of you know that we deny Christ by our very lifestyle? When we compromise the word, when we get around people and God is saying to do something and we're saying, no, what are they going to think? That's denying Christ. We deny him with our lifestyle or we confess him with our lifestyle. He said, let your light so shine. Our light is our lifestyle. When we allow our lifestyle to shine, people are able to see the God in us and they'll be drawn to the God in us, not us. It's about Christ being lifted up, not us. It's about Christ being lifted up because when we lift Christ up by the way that we live, when we lift, lift, we lift Christ up by the way we live, we lift Christ up by the way we speak. We live Christ up by the love that we have. This is how people are going to know. People are going to know. I'm telling you, we've been doing some stuff in the street with people. And the one thing they talk about is the love. It, it, in the Bible verses. It's the love that draws people to repentance. When you get around people, you know, people don't care about how much you know until you show them how much you care. Someone asked me, What am I doing? I'm doing the work of the ministry. I'm in the streets ministering and catering to the needs of the people. I've been saved 30 years. 30. If I'm not prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry in 30 years, then what in the world have I been doing? There is no condemnation. 30 years. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And when we're not doers of God's word, that's what we're going to be doing. Circling and wandering, being people led and not spirit led. That's why you have people and they're just scattered all over the place. I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing it just everywhere that? Did God say to do all of that? Are we just trying to please people? There is no condemnation. The purpose of this podcast is for us to say, come on, let us return back to our first love. What is God saying? We can't build a ministry if Christ is not the foundation. What are we doing? What are we doing if Christ is not the foundation? I'm getting ready. There's no condemnation. I'm just here to pull you out of our place of complacency. That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help pull us out of our place of complacency because God don't want us to fall asleep. He don't want us to be settled in that seat. He don't want us to and we should be growing. He wants us to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. What new revelation have He do you have? When we come together, one should have a song, one should have a hymn, one should have a word. We're so busy building a building that we're not we're not taking out time to build the body, build ourselves up in our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, at home, not just in the building. Relationship. Ministry starts at the house. It doesn't matter how nice I am or loving I am to the people in the street. I I I said this, I reflect to be more respectful to a man in the building and be disrespectful to my spouse at home is that not a hypocrite father forgive us because ministry starts at home the word of God says if a man does not take care of his own house he's worse than an infidel Ministry starts at home. When your family can say you love God, you know you love him for real. When your husband can see the God in you or your spouse can see the God in you, then you know that you're, you're being a doer of God's word. Nobody's impressed with our mess. When, when the fruit is real, let me let me explain to you. I ain't talking about fl- plastic fruit. When the fruit of, is real, you're like that all the time. You're not just nice to your friends, you're not just nice to the people at work, but guess what, you're nice to the people at home. That's how you know when the fruit is real. Because when the fruit is real, it's going to change your character, it's gonna change your whole entire personality. It's gonna change when the, when the fruits of the spirit are, are developed in your life, it's going to change your personality. And the same way you're nice to your pastor. The same way you're nice to your coworkers, The same way you're nice to the people in the street. You're going to be able to be nice to your husband. You're going to be able to be nice to your, your wife. You're going to be able to be nice to your children. You're going to be able to be nice to people that surround you. We're not chameleons. We're not trying to pretend to be something that we're not. Lord. Give us wisdom. Excuse me. Lord, give us your wisdom to know how to do what we know. We know a lot of stuff. But so did the Pharisees and the Sadducees. If our gifts cannot operate outside the building, do all we have is religion? Is it just religion? Because the same way we serve inside that building, that's the same way we should be trying to serve outside the building. It should be a natural act. That's part of your character. When it becomes, are we programmed or are we spirit led? Are we people led, are we man led, or are we God led? Some of us will do something that a person say and we won't even do what God say. Oops, forgive me, no condemnation. Yes, I'm here to pull you out of your place of complacency. We cannot be comfortable. Don't build, quit building buildings in a place that you was only supposed to build a tent. It's temporary. God said, I need you to move from this place. I need you to go from faith to faith and glory to glory. I promised you the land. I promised you the land. Why couldn't they enter in? He had already told them that it was theirs. God has given us words. He's already told us that it's ours. But in order to get what God has for you, guess what? You're going to have to be led by his spirit. He led them by fire at night in a, cloud during, in a cloud during the day. They had the Holy Spirit to leading them, hovering over them. And you say, if I was there, no, we have a better covenant because the Spirit of God is in us. He said, I won't always dwell with flesh and blood men. Why? Because he said, my spirit is going to be in them. And I'm going to write the, the laws on the tablet of their heart. There's no condemnation. The purpose of this is not to condemn you, to condemn us, but it is to help us to remember and to know that when we hear the word of God and we don't do it, we're not going to bear fruit. And it's not just in the building. It's an everyday lifestyle. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ, being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ is an everyday lifestyle. It's not an event. We don't just serve inside the building. But we should have a lifestyle of servant outside the building. As a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, Jesus didn't just do what he did inside the building. He went outside the building and he went to where the people were. He fed the multitude. He was walking. They followed him. He wasn't confined to just the inside of a building. And as disciples of Jesus Christ, we shouldn't just be praying and laying hands on people inside the building. Because Jesus, matter of fact, He said, I didn't even come for those as well. I came for those that's sick. But we got the same people at the altar. Oh, hold on. Wait a minute. We should be encouraging people to grow so they can go. So they can be launched out into the world because that's who Jesus Christ came for. He came for the world. It's not about clicks, it's not about building a, builder, building a bigger building. It's not about but it's about preparing and equipping the people for the work of the ministry it's about isn't that what you want as parents you want your kids to grow up and get married and have children so you can have grandchildren so you want them to multiply Jesus said be fruitful and multiply and when 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 we're in a healthy body it should be producing babies because we're not called to produce church members we're called to produce disciples Disciples, we talk a disciple is a follower of Jesus Christ. My question to you is now what? What are you gonna do with what you know? Even today, what are you gonna do with what you heard? Our job as believers, some of us don't have a personal, excuse me, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, but we have a personal relationship with the pastor. Or we have a personal relationship with the church leader. And they tell us what to do. Because we don't think for ourselves. And there's no condemnation. I'm just trying to bring us back in fellowship with the Father. And say, those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And when you ask me something, I'm going to say to you, wait, let me pray about it first. What am I saying? What I'm saying is, I need to go check with my father and see if it's what he's saying. I need to get his counsel. I need to get his mindset. I need to, in that what? A, when we were children, we understand this. This is why Jesus says, "Sup, you come to me as a child, you won't see the kingdom of God. Why? Because grown people don't see a need for the father. But when we see ourselves as a child and we recognize God as our Abba Father, we're going to acknowledge him and check with him concerning everything. Father, do we have an unction from the Holy One. The Holy Spirit is here not to just teach us, but to lead us and guide us into everything that's true. And it may not be that anything is wrong with it. God is just saying, not today. You can't go out and play. Remember when the kids used to come knock on the door? You had to go ask your mom, could you go outside? You couldn't just run out the front door. Just because they was out there playing don't mean you could go out there and play. You had to stop and acknowledge your parents in all your ways. When we was a child, we used to have to ask our parents what we wanted to do. And so God is saying, let me ask the question, Is God? do you know God is your father? I'm not just talking about in words, but you you treat God like your father. Do you check with him first? No condemnation, but I'm trying to help pull us back because we have left our first love. And Holy Spirit, you draw men unto you. Draw them back because no man can come unto the Father except he draws them. Pull on us, Father. Pull on us, Holy Spirit. Help us to return. We have to return back to our first love. Some of us have a quick relationship with churchship going to the building. We need that. He says, forsake not the assembling of ourselves. We need that. But everything serves a purpose and everything is for a purpose. But nothing, I don't care what we do, our works, our worship, nothing can take the place of spending time with our Abba Father. Have you spent time with God today? When we get up, we say good morning to our husband, good morning to our kids and out the door we go. We have to say, Good morning to our Father and spend some time with Him. You can spend time with the Lord while you're driving. Turn that radio off and just pray in the Holy Spirit. When you're driving, just pray. Just talk to Him. Just seek Him. Lord, give me your wisdom. Lord, lead me. Guide me. Lord, I want to bear fruit. I want to bear fruit. Because can't nobody eat off our tree if there's no fruit, right? If you got an apple tree and you look out there and there's no apples on the tree, can't nobody eat from your tree because there's no apples on your tree. And when the fruits of the spirit is not manifested and developed in our lives. But God wants us to make disciples, not church course. He wants us to people should be being developed and prepared and equipped for the work of the ministry. That's the operation of the church. That's the operation of the fivefold ministry. So people are not being developed, prepared, and equipped for the work of the ministry. Then people are not being properly... Disciples aren't being made. A healthy body gives birth to ministry. That's, that's how it's supposed to operate. When we're preparing and equipping people, if we're properly preparing and equipping people for the work, are we properly in preparing... People for the, equipping people for the work of the ministry, which is really outside the building. We're called to do some stuff inside, but the majority of our ministry really should be on the outside. A lot of people don't know how to operate in their gifts outside the building. Because we're not, when we're not being properly prepared and equipped, we equate uh, serving as just inside a building. But the same way you're anointed to serve inside the building, you're anointed to serve people outside the building. Servers serve. It, see, it's, when this is what you're called, we, we got to be able to separate the two. We can't look at it like, okay, this is what I do at the church, at the building, because we're the church. But this is how I live outside the building. You know, I'm supposed to be kind and greet people at the building, but at home, I don't have to greet my spouse because that's at home. See, no, 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 no. That's religion. The same way I'm kind to people in the building, I have to be kind to my. We're doing it. The Bible says, as unto the Lord. He said, wives, submit yourself as unto your husband, as unto the Lord. In other words, will you do it for me? And, And that's in everything. Colossians said, whatever we do in word or deed, that we're to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Whatsoever we do, whatsoever we do in word or deed, we're to do it as unto the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 3, 17. And whatever you do in word or deed, everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks to God the Father through him. In, In other words, he's saying, probably will you do it for me? Will you do it for me? Will you bless those that curse you? Because I said so. It has nothing to do with them. You need, we gotta be, I need you to be spirit led and not flesh led. I need you to be spirit led and not people led. Pearlie, will you do it for me? Will you be kind to him even though he wasn't kind to you? Will you do it for me? As unto the Lord. See, even in our submission to others, it's really unto him. I'm not doing it because you said it because I might not feel like it because, you know, we have a flesh. But I will do it because God said it because of my I don't know about you, but I pledge my allegiance unto the Lord Jesus Christ that I will live for him for the rest of my life. And one thing I vowed is i will never be a hypocrite. I refuse to sit up and I'm telling you these things I say to you, I have lived them or is living them. To be led by the Spirit of God, we have to live a lifestyle in submission to God. We must decrease so God can increase. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's not about us having our way, but it's about us allowing God to have his way. And when we when we when we're flexible, we have to be flexible. Because when we're set in our ways it's like a piece of concrete bowl. you can't move it you can't push it you can't bend it it's been stiff neck and rebellious but we can't be set in our way we have to be set in God's way so that when he say move we'll move when he say bend we'll bend when he say bow we'll bow and why are we doing all of this because we're doing because out of our love relationship with him our obedience to God comes out of our love for God Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey me. My time is almost up here. This is why I keep saying relationship, relationship, relationship. When we don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ and we're just doing things, that's religion. We can know the word and not know God, the God of the word. The scribes and the Pharisees knew the word, but they didn't recognize the Messiah when they saw him. There's no condemnation, but I do my prayer is that this word will prick us and it will bring us out of our place of complacency. And we won't be satisfied with not bringing forth fruit. We won't be satisfied just knowing what the Bible verse says. We won't just be satisfied just knowing when God talks about love, he's not just talking about us loving on each other's side of the building. He's talking about loving the world because when we do not love, have love, we do not know God. How can we say we know, love God who we can't see if we can't love our husband, our spouse, our wife, our children? And we, we have to do this because everything comes out of our love relationship with God. It wasn't that we first loved him, but that he first loved us. Let's meditate on God's love for us so we can in turn reciprocate. He said, if you love me, then obey me. How do we love God? By being obedient to God. Meaning we're going to have to say no to what our flesh want. I don't know about you, but I'm so convinced that my way was the wrong way. I don't even want my way anymore. My way was not the right way. I don't want my way anymore. Because my way was contrary to God's way. I don't want my will anymore. When we can, As we begin to grow in Christ, we won't be like little babies. Because babies want their way. That's how we can measure ourselves and judge ourselves. Babies want what they want when they want it. And it doesn't matter how it's going to affect anything or anybody else. We can tell what we are spiritually by our behaviors. Look at our behaviors and compare it to our children. Do Do we pout and cuss and scream and have temper tantrums when things aren't going our way? That's a sign of immaturity. That's what kids do. But God, no condemnation. God wants us to grow from faith to faith and glory to glory. I'm getting ready to end here. I have to get off. My time is almost over. But I, I just wanna, I want to challenge you to do whatever it is you read because I'm believing by faith in the Lord that we're going to get in our word today whether it's on your laptop, on your phone or whatever and I'm not talking about just reading a Bible verse I'm not talking about listening to another preacher preach, another teacher teach, that's not what I'm talking about, I'm talking about you, the individual, getting in the word, reading what God's word is saying and saying Lord help me to see what you see, help me to know what you know help me to hear what you're saying The church of Ephesus, they had left their first love. Father, we just come together saying there is no condemnation. Because you love us. You love us. And Father God, you say you won't leave us comfortless, but you love us with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. So you can have the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's the Holy Spirit that even willeth us to want to do good. I don't know about you, but before I accepted Christ, I wasn't talking about the Lord or wanting to go to church or wanting to do anything. I wasn't a bad person, but um, I wasn't a good person either because outside of Christ, our righteousness is like a filthy rag. It has to be washed. We have to bring everything up under the blood of Jesus. So Father, today as we come together and as we hear this word, Father, we ask that you just touch our heart that you change us. That you give us a hunger and a desire for the things of God. Father, we ask for the Holy Spirit to help us. Because you left him. You said you wouldn't leave us comfortless, but you would live give us a helper. And Father, anybody, in, as the word has penetrated our hearts. Father, convict us, convince us. When our lifestyle is contrary to what you say. For our heart desire is to bring forth good fruits. For our desire is to please you, Father God. For we will be people, uh, God-led and not people-led. For you did not give us a spirit of fear. And we care more about what you think, Father, than anyone. So if you say to love, we'll love. Because your love is unconditional. It's not based upon the behaviors of others. Love is who you are. And irregardless of what people do or don't do, Father, we will still... have our allegiance unto you. We submit ourselves to you, Father. We come together and we bow our hearts and we bow our heads, Father. And we say, not our will, Lord, but let your will be done in our life today, this day. In Jesus' name we pray. My challenge is to you is to do the word that you know. Ask God for wisdom. Say, Father, show me how. Look for the verb in that word. Because the verb in that word is that's gonna that's gonna be the thing it tells you to do. He said, bless those that curse you. So that verb is to bless them. Pray for those that despitefully use you. So our part is to pray for them, not persecute them. I'm getting ready to end it here, excuse me. I'm getting ready to end it here. now what now now what's next when you hear that next YouTube or Facebook live or when you read the word look for the verb and say okay I'm going to do it right now not next week right now faith is right now now is when I had the faith to do it I'm going to do it right now Lord show me show me Lord who can I bless show me Lord who can I pray for show me Lord who I can love on show me Lord who I can serve I'm going to end it here. Ministry starts in your own house because it doesn't matter how good we are in the streets if we don't love the people in our house if we don't treat the people in our house right. That's a hypocritical lifestyle. There's no condemnation because today is a new day and we're going to do what God say. I'm getting ready to end it here. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Share the podcast.